for me, it was like he literally never stopped touching me. And then all of a sudden, like he would like wake up and not touch me or like stuff like that. It wasn't like he always had his hand on my back. And because I had never been in a relationship before, I was like, what is going on with you? Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So this week we are so excited. We have Ashley Iconetti Haven with us. We are going to talk to her about fertility and how she is revving her body up to making those babies. Fertility. Gosh, such a such a word was just like such pressure, I feel sometimes. So much pressure. Yeah. I mean, I froze my eggs because I felt the pressure. You were told by a doctor, right? That you were maybe going to have difficulties. Yes. I was told by a doctor when I was living in California that she told me that not only would I have trouble having babies, but well, getting pregnant, but I would also have trouble carrying babies. And so when I went on The Bachelor, I met Whitney and then I froze my eggs actually with her fertility clinic Ova in Chicago, which was like an incredible experience. But even then, I actually didn't retrieve many viable eggs. I got five, which I never had to use. But by some miracle, it was super easy for me to conceive because both my babies were little surprises. But I actually didn't have to even stress about trying which I'm so lucky because I know that they're just, I mean, they're just miracles. Somehow I just really lucked out. I'm not even sure how when I've had doctors tell me it would be hard. Do you think at all, maybe it doesn't have to do with this, but do you think at all it had to do with your body and its inflammation to all your allergies? 100%. I stopped eating gluten like right before The Bachelor, I started being gluten-free and and I really, really kept that going for yeah, I mean, now I've been gluten-free for what, like seven years or something. But I think as I was nicer to my body and what I put in it, even like supplements and stuff, I think the inflammation just really went down. And that's the, I mean, that's the only change that I made. So I don't know what else it would be other than that. And I carried my children perfectly and everything was fine. Yeah. You weren't high risk at all, were you? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, what about for you? I mean, I feel like I'm one of the fortunate people who hasn't really had too many issues with fertility. When I was younger, I was always afraid that I wasn't going to be able to have babies. I don't know why, because I don't know where I got that notion or put that in like where I think it's just something that I was always afraid that what if when I'm ready to try, it's going to you know, I'm not going to be able to. Yeah. That's where I told you, like my dad, one day I had a conversation with him and he was like, don't you ever put that out in the universe. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a fertile myrtle. Like, yeah. We've, talk- we've talked about that before. So I was like, okay, like he's right. I don't even, I'm in this headspace for no reason. But then there was a point in my life where I didn't even want kids, but that was really a time where I was processing my parents' divorce and it had to do a lot with just more of like my pain. And then I met Tanner and I just knew it like felt right and I wanted a family. And so 
we got pregnant on the show. <laughs> and then right. we didn't have that that baby. We had a miscarriage. And when we decided, gosh, it was like a year and a half later, we decided that we wanted to start trying for babies. We got pregnant with Emerson very easily. Then Brooks, I kind of experienced what I consider secondary infertility, which it only took us a little bit longer. It took us like almost 10 months. And I really think a lot of it had to do with breastfeeding and just hormones and yeah. all of that. But we were about to the point where we were like, okay, like most fertility specialists won't see you until like a year. So I was like, you know, we'll hit that year point and then we'll go to a specialist and see what's yeah. happening. But then we got pregnant. So, and then Reed was a surprise. So <laughs> he's our little Valentine's Day baby. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> <laughs> Which I just got pregnant at, like, I was five months postpartum with Brooke, so it was just... I remember that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I was was not what we were planning, but now, obviously, it's. I just couldn't imagine our lives without, without Reed. Right. But I think fertility is so interesting, and it's such a sensitive topic for so many people because there are so many men and women out there who want to have families, and I think it's something that we don't talk about enough and I think it is being talked more about is just like, it's not just you, you get married, uh, or you, some people obviously don't get married, but you, you, you just want to start a family and it's that easy, you know, right, it's just not. Right. And there's right. just so much more that goes into it and factors it and our, and our, how our bodies are as women. Right. And I wish it was an easier thing for everybody. Yeah. Well, I know, um, Ashley's been trying for a little bit of time, so I'm, I'm curious to see how long that that has been going on and just catch up with her on her fertility journey as of late. Yeah, she's been super open about it. And I feel like she's been very, um, very positive. So I like that she's like in that, you know, she's keeping optimistic, but she's also really advocating for her health and trying all that she can. Okay, in just a moment, we're going to be talking with Ashley about her fertility, her marriage with Jared, and becoming a tour guide of Rhode Island. Ashley. Hi, guys. It's so intimate. I know it is. It's been so long since we've been in a real room together. I know. This sort of counts. It's been over two years. Well, with Carly, because it was... Um, Brooks's gender reveal. Oh my gosh, wow. that's how long it's been. Yeah, that's crazy. Weird. So crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. I can't believe there's a whole other Tolbert. There there's is a whole other baby. <laughs> what a world. Did you guys do a gender reveal for Reed? What'd you do with Reed? Yeah, we we tried to do like this big like Pinterest thing, but it was a total fail. We tried to make like um a volcano uh, experiment and it didn't work. And so then we just like shot off the powder or whatever. And Tanner exploded it right in Emerson's face. He like held it down for her to do it. And he like put it right in her face and it went like, so sad. She was like crying. (laughs) I don't think I could do it with the first. I just feel like I know my first is going to be a boy and I'm going to be like a little disappointed. So I I just don't want all the attention on my face. No, but I, I've watched, I know like, like the sex reveals now or gender reveals, some people like are against them nowadays. Yeah. I think that it's funny sometimes when one of the parents, because 
uh, gender, like in quotes, gender disappointment is a real thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's funny sometimes when you see a parent who's completely surprised because like you said, you... In your head, you're like, it's a boy. Like, I just know. I feel like (laughs) I would have, like, kind of lost my mind if Bella had been a boy. Just because Evan already had three boys. I wanted a girl so bad that if it had been a boy, I'd be like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so nerve-wracking. And it's just like, I just needed this moment for myself. What did you guys do with Emmy? What did you guys do with Bella? Oh, I I don't even remember. I always had to know. I was, did like the blood tests and everything every time. Like I was the first to know. Yeah, of course. So we didn't, we like showed, did the gender reveal for other people. Okay. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I get to know first. Now that's an idea I can get down yeah. with. And then I was like, I was in control of it. I don't like being, I'm too much of a control freak. And I really wanted like, with Charlie, and I for sure like knew it was a boy. I was like, for sure it's a boy. Like I just knew. So yeah. I still got the blood test, but I wasn't, I was like, duh. Ashley, if you're, so if you guys have a boy first, would you wait to, um, like with this, if you have a second baby, would you let it be a surprise or would you have to find out? Oh, I would, ha- it, I'd always have to find out. You'd always have um, to find out. Before a gender reveal or you mean like in general, just finding out? Um, just in general, like, would you ever let it be a surprise, like at birth? I would never. I was talking about this with Naz, our friend Naz, the other day, and she was like, "No, I definitely want like all my kids to be a surprise what? at birth." And wow. I'm like, "And I'm like, the birth itself is a surprise. It's like, let me see your face. What do you look like? Like, yeah. who are you? Like, I don't need another surprise that day. I just can't imagine waiting. I can't. I mean, I know that people do it, and I know it's like such a beautiful thing when the baby comes out, and then they figure it out but I just like I personally like I would stress the entire pregnancy about like what are you what are you what are you every day I know you know know. (laughs) pregnancy is already filled with like new things every moment that like you don't need the added stress of like the unknown that's what I said Carly and I are gonna be like the same kind of pregnant people which (laughs) is why I love like your dichotomy it's like and Jay going the natural route, and then I'm gonna be like, I'm literally going to give birth at my my dad's hospital, so that like one, I get prime time oh, yeah. treatment, and like I am like a princess, and they like reserve the entire like floor for me, <laughs> like Beyonce. Yeah, like my dad's an anesthesiologist, guys, and he's worked at this hospital for 28 years, like this year. No, he's an anesthesiologist. There's no way that the epidural is not getting in my back. And it's going to be so good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's like nothing greater than the joy that you feel when the contractions are just gone. And then you just, and your baby just comes out and you're like, oh, wow, that was so easy and painless. (laughs) You still (laughs) Such different birth experiences from my friends who have had epidurals versus not. But like, if anybody, I think that, I could like just enjoy a birth without one. It's Jade, right? Yeah. Jade's like Wonder Woman. <laughs> I don't know if I would say like I enjoyed the pain, you know, like it's definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would still do it again, I guess, if mm-hmm, that's what you mm-hmm. mean, you know. Does the pain always stay the same or do like, okay, so the first time it's like so painful and it's like, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad. Then when you kind of know what to expect, is the pain less or is it still the same pain? I almost feel like it's more because the first time you what? because the first time you don't know what you're to expect at all. Okay. The second time you know what you're getting yourself into and so I feel like 
you understand what's happening. So I like knew when I was going into transition, I knew when I was about to crown and I knew what to expect. So I feel like it was Man. almost like I, it was a little bit more painful. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I would have thought the opposite, but that totally makes sense. But the water birth, so a water birth is technically the water is supposed to work as a slight natural epidural. Oh. So because it takes a lot of the weight off your body, so your body can re- oh, your body sense. can relax more. But you still it's still <laughs> it's still painful, but it helps a little bit more, so I feel like it might have lessened it a little bit. Plus, my birth with Reed was a little bit slower than Brooks. So Brooks was just so fast that the pain was very so intense. Oh, so. my God. That, what a nightmare. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I will never forget. <laughs> like that. I will never forget. I love the way that, like, we just, you know, I came on the podcast. Like, we just went right into it. I know. We just kind of dove in. Let's catch up, though. How is how's life in Rhode Island? It's good. I mean, it's summertime here, so it's like – you know, the time you want it to be while living here. It's yeah. so, it's very pretty. Jared's so happy here. Um, oh, that's so good. Yeah. So like such a weirdo, like really just, he <laughs> wants, he's like even thinking about like whether he wants to do Rhode Island tours. Like he wants to like get a tour bus and like, oh, like be a tour stop. guide of Rhode Island. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to go on his tour. I would totally go. Oh my gosh. He's just so obsessed with this state. It's like bizarre, but it's very endearing and I'm glad we moved. I think it was a good time. I'm, I'm adjusting. I think like at first I got a little scared, especially like by the first month or two, we didn't have our own place. So, you know, living out of a suitcase at my sister-in-law's, it was just kind of like, is this forever? Um, this is my right. forever home. Yeah. And I never, I've said it on Instagram, but like I've never had that forever home feeling because everywhere I lived was just like, okay, one day you're going to figure it out. One day you'll figure it out. It's like when you're married and what, and you know, you're thinking about having kids and then it's like, whoa, I'm there. I'm at that stage in my life now. That's This is when we make the decision. <laughs> that is crazy to think about. I mean, if you ever want, you could move homes and stuff unless you're the type of people who like, oh, like once we're in a house, we're just going to stay here and raise a family. But it's not like permanent, permanent in that way, at least. No, I mean, nothing's ever permanent in that sense. But like, I, yeah. I feel like it kind of is the best fit. That's, That's awesome. great. I'm so glad he's so happy too. That it's just, I, I, I love a good old happy Jared. Oh my God. Jared. <laughs> Carly loves a happy Jared. <laughs> happy Jared's a good Jared. Happy Jared's a good Jared. And yeah, you showed off that smile. Yeah. There were times Aww. in LA, like I would go weeks and he wouldn't smile. And out here. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only at the lowest, right? Only at the lowest. <laughs> I smile when I was a Tanner and Jade. Oh my God. Yeah. Tanner and going to Tanner and Jade was like his one relief like that's where he felt like he could breathe and like not have anxiety and like be with true good friends jared well one funny thing about like children that we talk with jade and tanner about all the time is adjusting to dogs uh dog life after you have a kid and jade and tanner are like you're never going to like feel the same way (laughs) about your dog they're never gonna get as much attention and he's watching me right now and he's so angry at that like i just don't I don't know. He's so obsessed with her. But it makes me feel like, oh, wow, like you're going to love a kid so much in the way that he rocks Lois. It's like if I feel like that with a dog in your arms, how am I going to feel with a child? I will say that like when the kids start getting older, like Huck, when I was pregnant, because I was like tossing and turning and stuff, he stopped sleeping like kind of on me. He used to sleep like right on my body. And this week, Huck has come back around. So he's been sleeping like 
on me again for the first time in four years or something. Aww. So I think it it can come back around. Maybe not the the love you feel for your dog is different than the love you will feel for a kid, but you you'll get like the cuddles and all the things background and you'll have more time and energy for your dog again. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And I think that dogs with the kids is like the cutest combination, right? Oh my gosh. It's It's the best. best. It's the best. Yeah. Our kids love our dogs. I couldn't imagine because I was thinking about that the other day because even Reed loves our dogs and he's six months and I, and he wants to like pet Finn and and pet Pippa and like, he's very interested. And I was like, I just could not imagine my kids. And I know they probably won't remember Pippa, I feel because she's getting older, which makes me so (sighs) sad, but like just, just them like interacting in those memories together. So special. Like you guys are going to have that and you're going to look at it and you're just going to be like, Oh my God, like my baby and my dog baby. You know? Oh my God. I know. I think about that too. Cause Lois is like relatively young. You know, she's going to be three in July and I'm like, our kids are going to have so many years with you. Yeah. that like and it teaches a kid like how to love something that isn't a doll yeah when you see the love that your kid has for like an animal and like how sweet they are well yeah. I mean sometimes like Charlie still whacks him but for the most part he's really nice but <laughs> <laughs> we're learning but you know like they just like love it just brings them joy like if we come down in the morning and Huck's sitting on the couch he's like ah, 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 and I'm like yeah he's it's Huck. That's so you know? cute. Well, it's also like when we would visit Jade and Tanner and we'd always bring Lois, it was so funny the way like when she's kid at the airport or out, like she'd always be very weird. Like she, like she doesn't like them on her territory, you know, like close to the ground. Yeah. But then in Jade and Tanner's house, she would like let them be wild around her and she was so calm. It's like they have this sixth sense. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I thought Lois did great around our kids. Yeah. yeah. She did. Okay, so let's talk about your journey to journey. the babies. Jer- the journey. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> it's like it's weird because you go into it and well like for me especially I was like oh, like my body, I got like the birthing hips. Like I've never had a weird period. I'm going to get pregnant right away. <laughs> right off the pill. And it wasn't like that, but it's also like, it's been six months, like six cycles. One cycle was a little bit bizarro and I have no idea why. Uh, And then we took one cycle off and then it was just, I'm not like at the disappointed point or anything like that though. I'm not like discouraged. I think a lot of women, which is, it's nice that I've been so open about it on Instagram because I get like so many women in my same boat DMing me and a lot of them are like super stressed and like freaking out. And I'm like, guys. There's a lot of people who don't realize that like within that first year, that I mean it's within if you're if you're past the first year, that's when you like, you know, start like running the tests and getting a little bit anxious. But before that, your anxiety is not making anything better. Right. Right. That's what happened with my sister-in-law. She is now, I don't think she's like five months now. But so she had a miscarriage in December of 2019. And then her husband was set to go overseas with the Coast Guard in November 2020. So they like had the pressure on to conceive before then. And because of that stress, it never happened. They ended up getting pregnant with IUI because they froze his sperm before he went overseas. Wow. And that's amazing. It's so, it was so yeah. great. It worked on the first try. 
That's awesome. I mean, it was the stress and the timeline, the crunch that like her doctor was like, there's literally nothing wrong. We've done everything. You're just too stressed. Do you feel like because you, since you have moved across the country and you weren't living in your own space, like maybe you had more stress on you than normal? Probably. It was the month that, or like this past month, that I I ovulated five days early. It was the month that we moved into our apartment. And that's the only like sort of like big life change that I could think would make an effect on that. Because ever since I got off the pill, I've like ovulated within the same two days the entire time. But it was weird. And it's cool that with, this is funny, like with sponsors of ours, they've really helped me along the way because yeah. natural cycles. Have you guys done stuff with natural cycles? Yeah. Okay. So between natural cycles and prove tests, which were both ads, I was able to confirm that I did truly ovulate five days it's early. It's so cool. Science is like really cool. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, what we talk about like really worked. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> To like pre- also prevent pregnancy. I know, right? Yeah. I saw you got your guys' reel, which was hilarious. Oh my God, about it's so funny. Jared getting his sperm tested and then like every single entertainment media outlet had to pick it up, which is so funny. So funny. It's, that's just so typical. So you guys, are you guys still planning to do that to get Jared's sperm tested? Because honestly, there's like a rise in male infertility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm- it's very interesting. And it's super interesting because you look into it, it's like one third to one fourth of infertility of a couple having issues. It's the guy. So they say that because it's totally non-invasive and so easy to just do that. Like you can do it anytime. You can do it six months. Like my doctor was like, if you want to do it, you can do it. Like I'm not like, I don't care. I don't think I'm not worried at all. He just needs to, we haven't done it yet, but the only thing that he has to do is literally, you know, come in a cup. (laughs) (laughs) how is that how you do it and then within an hour you have to drop it off at the center (laughs) the cups in virginia so maybe next time the the fertility center that's really cool though because then you'll just like know you can rule out exactly what's going on yeah you can rule out stuff how does he feel about doing that he doesn't care not at all especially guys are so funny yeah after seeing like what his sister has gone through over the past year and some and like his brother-in-law had to like put so much cups for IUI (laughs) (laughs) so it's not that it's not that weird for him he was a good he was a champ that's I thought it was we had to do that reel on Instagram because like he was it was so funny when he was like wow these are the headlines (laughs) he kept he was chill about it too so I mean when he went on The Bachelor did he ever think that would be a headline. <laughs> so many headlines you didn't think would be headlines. It's funny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Gosh. Haven't we all yeah. been there? So marriage is going great. Life is good. Oh, yeah. Everything's really good. I mean, I wish I'm it could so be more glad. interesting as far as that goes, but not really. I think that with us, we feel. I feel like marriage has gotten e- easier. I feel like everything's gotten easier with us as time goes on. I mean, it was never... Also, you married your best friend. Yeah. It's like, it never really was hard, but like, you know, yeah, quarantine at my parents' house, the first two months of that was kind of hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then for me, the weird trend, the weirdest transition was probably like going from the honeymoon phase to going to like, okay, like we're a couple who's been together for a year now phase. Because I'd never been in a relationship before. What What is the biggest switch there? For, for me, you? it was like he literally never stopped touching me. And then all of a sudden, like he would like wake up and not touch me or like stuff like that. 
you know, yeah, like yeah, it wasn't like he always yeah. had his hand on my back. And because I had never been in a relationship <laughs> before, I was like, what is going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you obsessed with me anymore? <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. But no, he- no, I get that. Yeah. I also wanted to talk, Ashley, I want to circle back to... Uh, you coming off of birth control, because this is like where I get really interested in stuff about like nu- nutrition and you worked with, you worked with a, hol- a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. Holistic doctor. Yeah. Naturopathic doctor, which is so interesting because I feel like a lot of women are in your boat where they've been on birth control for like eight to 10 years and mm-hmm. now they're ready to start yeah. having a family. And then there's this whole thing that nobody really knows that you kind of have to detox your body. Your body has to kind of get used to coming off birth control and naturally, like you said, cycling. And so I know you kind of worked with your naturopathic doctor to figure out how to help your body the best way. Yeah. So I always had hormonal cystic acne, or at least I had it pretty bad for the months leading up to me going on birth birth control, orthotricycline, and spironolactone, which both help to regulate your hormones. And I mean, it mm. cleared me up like crazy. But the thing is... As well as it works, it doesn't really address the underlying issue, right? It's like a band-aid right. to something that's it's it's yeah, it's a band-aid, not a not a cure. So I knew that when I got off of it, I was I thought I was gonna like completely break out again. I luckily didn't. I don't know whether it's because I was working with a naturopathic doctor a couple months leading up to getting off of it. So what she did was she got me on an eating plan that I really don't stick to anymore, to be quite honest. It's really hard. You know, it's the no dairy, no gluten. No dairy is so hard. It's, well, I mean, you like are so good with all your well, eating, but. I'm just good with gluten. Okay. Dairy, I started with and then yeah, I can't. Yeah, I do no dairy, cheese. but that's because Reed can't do it. I mean, you guys are all no amazing. Ch- <laughs> no <cheese laughs> but like the no like dairy, gluten. no gluten, um, like no drinking, like very little sugar all of it together. I did it well for I like I'd say like six weeks. I felt really good. Uh, my my body just like qu- it was like just like a little like right. It was like a, sure. a corset, you know. It was like like right. within two weeks, everything like yeah. fell off. Um, and I really wasn't breaking out. I got off the birth. I got off birth control. It's and I would like get like those little bumps, closed comedones. They weren't like big hormonal acne spots, which was awesome. Um, and she also put me on a whole range of supplements that would like kind of substitute what the other stuff did for me hormonally. Mm-hmm. And it worked pretty well. What was annoying and the only side effect I really had coming off of it was four months after getting off the pill, I had like extreme hair loss. Like it was coming out in chunks. Like I was scared. It honestly looked like I was going through chemo. Like that's how much it was coming out of my hair when I'd wash it um, into my hand. I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? And then she put me on this supplement called DIM, which is like a whole bunch of the nutrients that are in like kale, spinach, broccoli, like deep green vegetables. And that is supposed to kind of um, negate a lot of testosterone in women who have excess of it. And within a month, I stopped shedding like that. Wow. It was amazing. And my sister, you know, who's a hairdresser, when she does my hair, she's like, you have so much growth 
from when you started taking that stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Which is awesome. But she's like, I can see that you lost hair and that it's like coming, you have like two inches now of like a whole bunch of stuff sticking up. It was able to like pretty much balance me out with like eating, right? And supplements, uh, my biggest, but I I think like for me, it was cutting down on the sugar and like incorporating a lot of like kale salads. Kale's delicious. I like kale. So it's sugar. I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, but you guys, the naturopathic doctor I worked with, let's plug her. Um, her name is Naturopathic Beauty on Instagram, and you can like go to her website and everything from that. She really helped me along the way. And like every time something was like kind of getting, I felt like a little bit off or wacky, I'd be like, hey, should I like up this or incorporate that? It was really helpful. I love that. I'll have to definitely look her up because I'm interested. Because you know, you were telling me, because I've gotten hair loss from yeah. Carly's experienced it too before. Yeah postpartum hair loss. And I don't know if it would help postpartum because postpartum, I think a lot of it's just your hair is so healthy during pregnancy and it's like extra hair you probably would never have. I'm just, if I'm just losing that extra hair, if I'm losing like the extra hair plus my own hair, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. Yes. But it's terrible. It's still terrible. I totally get that. Um, and another thing that was so helpful for her is, you know, how you're supposed to be on prenatals before you start, you know, like when you start trying prenatal, almost all of them have biotin in them and Mm -hmm. biotin can make like the average woman who doesn't even have hormonal cystic acne issues break out in it. That's what I've heard. Wow. I didn't know that. Same with B12. So because B12 and biotin are in prenatals at large amounts, she was able to help me like figure out what to be on. So I kind of like, I have like multiple supplements that I take in lieu of one prenatal. Prenatal. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. She sounds very smart. I know. That's awesome. Well... Thank you for joining us, Ashley. We won't keep you too much longer, but... I miss you, Ashley. I, miss I know you, we miss you. I miss both of you. We need a reunion. We please. do. Now that the world is opening up. Yes. Well, tell yes, me yes, when. Yes. I'll be there. I will come. I'll come either way. I mean, meeting in Nashville sounds like a great compromise to me. But. Right. I'm here. I am there, too. I'll go. I'll go. Come on, but come me on a down. Well, Jade has Jade. I mean, I don't know how she does it with like the three kids, and then plus like you got the moving situation going. I mean, I know, t- you'll lot. update with me that um, off of air, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'd probably have to maybe I could maybe like bring one baby. One baby now feels like a breeze. Bring, so an, I'll just bring <laughs> Emmy. We'll have a girls' week. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Oh my gosh, Bella and Emmy, yeah, Ashley, oh Carly, best Emmy. buds. There you oh do. my god, do that. And Lois, Lois can come too. <laughs> Guys, give me a week in July on the Sounds Like a Plan. That oh my gosh, so that fun. sounds so fun. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Is there any is there anything that you want to plug over on? You know, the Bachelor <laughs> the Bachelor is a world a weird world these days, but you can always listen to my podcast, Almost Famous Podcast. And then there's the I Don't Get It podcast, which is probably relate more to your audience even. Um, and that's just about millennial girl life. We talk about stuff like this. We talk about like women's health things and things we don't get about that. We talk about boys and relationships and all of it. There's a lot to not get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thanks, Love you. Thank you. I'll just say it is so nice to catch up with you, but also to catch up with Ashley because I feel like we just don't get to talk as much as moms like to our friends. <laughs> I know. It takes me back to our OG bachelor days. Yeah. Yeah. In the mansion. <laughs> and now we're talking about like, Babies and not boys. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. The life changes we go through. I also, one thing I also love about Ashley is lots of people don't know because on the show, it sometimes seemed like she was a little bit of a space cadet, but she is so intelligent. She's so smart. She's so smart. Like when she's sitting there talking about like nutrition, I'm like, how does she remember all this stuff? I mean, she has a master's. Like she's just, she's so, so, so smart. And lots of people don't know that about Ashley. She is. (laughs) We're so excited to bring you a new segment we're going to be incorporating into our shows called Bad Mom, Good Mom, where Jade and I share with you a moment we had recently that made us feel like a bad mom or a good mom, because sometimes it's okay to feel like a bad mom. Our Bad Mom segment is presented by Nitsa. Bad Mom, Good Mom, presented by Nitsa. (laughs) Okay, Jade, what you got for me? Okay, I have a bad mom segment, but I also want to be like a bad mom. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You're wearing your tiger shirt. I feel like you look like a bad mom. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But no, okay, so I have felt, and maybe a lot of people can relate to this, over the past year, year and a half of the pandemic, but I have been so bad, and I don't know if it's this third child thing, keeping... And getting Reed on time to all of his checkups. I have been so bad. He's like, (laughs) I feel like he's just a baby that never goes to the doctor. Charlie has not gone to his last appointment either. Oh, God. I don't even have one planned. (laughs) But he's older. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with their newborns, well, he's six months now, but they're supposed to have one. Like, right. Supposed to like have like, yeah. Yes. (laughs) And the last time I went, I was so, I, I felt so bad. And our pediatrician was like, don't worry, my daughter, she was supposed to have her checkup and she hasn't like, you know, six months ago and she still hasn't gone. I was like, oh, you're the you're actually the pediatrician and you missed <laughs> checkups for your kids, too. So yeah, I feel as bad. But he's so behind. He's like people are like, how much does he weigh? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone just asked me that the other day, too. I'm like, I don't know. Like enough. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah, but I feel like I, f- I actually like I'm joking about it, but deep down inside, I feel like a bad mom because I'm like, what if some, what if there are things that need to be addressed? And I'm just like, I can't. I just yeah, can't. no, I have no structure. I just I forget. honestly feel like it's just this weird year we are living in, because even when you took last time I took Charlie to the doctor, I was late for that appointment as well. But, you know, it's weird, like you're not supposed to bring an extra person with you. There wasn't supposed to be anyone in the waiting room. Like there's all, there was all these rules behind it, which I feel like kind of have loosened up a little bit, but I get it. This has been a weird year for everybody. If anybody is still up like on top of that, like good for you, you're doing good. I don't think I'm ever going to (laughs) recover. I just, I I don't know. Yeah, no, we're, we're like months behind for sure. It just did me in. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if my kids ever get to anything scheduled. Like one day maybe. And if not, like, that's okay. Like they're going to be okay. They're going to be fine. (laughs) My bad mom thing is also like, I had to go to the, so I, since after having Bella, I had like this problem with my back muscles where like I couldn't even hold her. Like after I had her, I couldn't walk around and hold her or my back would hurt so bad. Like the pain meds they give you when you go home, which I ended up not taking because they made me throw up. But when I didn't know that that's what was making me throw up, I was taking those for my back, like not even my vagina. Like that's how bad my back was. So I get these like random flare ups of it being bad. And this last weekend, 
so bad. And I was like, I have to go to the doctor. I've become that person who just is a complainer. Like every day I'm like, <laughs> my back hurts. I'm my back, my back, my back, like all day. And I was like, I can't be this person. So before I went to the doctor, which I got in like an x-ray and everything's like fine. So it just, I have to go to physical therapy for my muscles, which is so sad. There was one day that I was like, I woke up and nobody could help me because everybody was busy. Like Evan was busy. My mom had vertigo. She couldn't help. And I woke up and my back was like, at, I was already at like an eight level pain out of 10. And I just was sitting there and I was like, how am I going to do it? And you know, like if you're like in pain or you don't feel good, like I, ju- I just was a bad mom. All I could do was like sit on this chair, have a heating pad on my back. I wasn't nice. I couldn't do the normal things I wanted to do. Every kid was like both kids were screaming because they just wanted to be on my lap or be picked up or whatever. And in the middle of the day, I was like, let's all get in the car and I'm going to go buy you a giant toy at Target so that you have something to do. <laughs> like, so I ended up buying like this $100 Barbie camper to just stick in the room in front of me while I watched the kids play with the Barbie camper. And I like put the TV on. I gave Bella her iPad and they had all the things and I was just sitting there and I was not nice the whole day. And I just ordered food and I was like, I am a bad mom today. Like, I'm not nice. <laughs> I'm not nice. And I like bought them excessive gifts, which is not teaching valuable lessons. And I'm a bad mom. I mean, they probably thought I was like a cool mom because I bought them something, but it wasn't for the right reasons. They thought you were the best mom ever. (laughs) (laughs) But really like mom took us to get a Barbie camper and we got like food like takeout (laughs) and we're just chilling. But I wasn't like I barely like talked. I couldn't even talk. I was like, I'm so mean today. And then the next day, Bella was like, Mommy, I just want you to know that daddy is more fun than you when your back hurts. And I was like, thanks. She said that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. She's like, pour salt on an open wound, Bella. If it, if it makes you feel better, Tanner's everyday style of parenting is just laying on the couch and giving the kids toys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just pulled a Tanner. I pulled a Tanner last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, a, a bad mom is pretty much, this is a bad joke, but a bad mom is pretty much a good dad. <laughs> That's a bad joke. It is a, I like it. It's a good joke. Um, well, how do you guys feel about your bad momness? Share with us on Facebook and Instagram, and maybe we'll share some of those fun stories in a future episode. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Paid for by NHTSA. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to Mommy's Tell All. Remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. We'll be back next week with labor and delivery nurse, Liesl Teen. She's created online birthing classes for women, and we can't wait for her to discuss all things labor and delivery. 